Well, hello there. Welcome back. Today's topic is one that I feel like I touched on in a lot of episodes, but today I'm putting it all together in one way for you to hopefully shift the way that you're thinking. Obviously, I talk a lot about nutrition and workouts and mental health, but mindset is a really, really big one as well. The topic today was actually bred out of some experiences I had this last week. So at the beginning of the week, I was on Ashley Horner's podcast, and I kind of shared my thoughts on food and fitness and a couple other things that we have experienced And it kind of got me thinking. And then later in the week, we had the youth group, like the girls, the youth group from my church come over and I taught them about nutrition. And something I was explaining to them was this cycle of nutrition and exercise and self-esteem and body image and how they all affect each other. And I was telling them, listen, if I can get you girls to understand this now, they range from like 11 to 18, this youth group. And I was like, if I can get you to understand this now, it will make your whole life better. Most of the time with my clients, with adult women, I am still trying to get them to shift the way they are viewing these things because that is actually where we see changes naturally and we stop forcing those changes because the changes actually feel good and it's not out of negativity. So as I had that conversation with them, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to put this into a podcast. (laughs) And so that is why I am here today talking about this. So I'm Super excited. I really want you to think during this as I talk about, I'm going to break down some thoughts about nutrition. I'm going to break down some thoughts about exercise and body image and self-esteem. And I really want you to think about what you are thinking about these things and then how you can adjust that. I think that is going to be the most important key for you. And I can honestly say that I am just like anyone else. I am still adjusting the way I think about things myself. And while it's gotten a lot better since I was in my 20s and I saw things totally different than I see now, it doesn't mean that we can't always think like, oh, I could do this differently. Or I could focus on this positive aspect instead of this negative aspect. So that's what I want you to think about today as we talk about this cycle and how those three things affect each other. And as you know, if this episode is helpful, please don't forget to share it on your social media with your friends and family. And please, please take the time to write a review. I know it's not convenient, but it really does help the podcast. And I appreciate them so much more than you know. Today's review is from Sarah, Mama4 from Montana. And it says, absolutely life-changing. Where do I begin? Your approach to health in the podcast is helping me heal my relationship with food and even my relationship with myself. I'm working on fixing my all-or-nothing mentality and seeing changes inside and out on this journey. I'm always counting down the days until Wednesday when the latest Make It Simple podcast drops. I tell every mama I can about the show and my husband listens too. I appreciate you, Andrea. Keep shining while you help us navigate all the things. Thank you, Sarah. I'm thankful for the review. I love hearing these because as you guys know, I say it every week. I know I'm a broken record. I read these before I go live because it lights a fire in me to help you more. So please write the review. That's always helpful. And don't forget to subscribe. That is 
always important. You can go wherever you listen to the podcast, click on the top three buttons and make sure you're following. I think it says follow now instead of subscribe so that all the episodes automatically get downloaded to your phone. And today's show sponsor is Viore. I know I've talked about them before. I'm really picky with my fabrics. Like things have to be very comfortable for me. Like I do not like things to feel restrictive and I love Viore's workout clothes. They're comfortable clothes. They just fit so perfectly snug without feeling cinched or like too tight. Their sports bra is my absolute favorite. The Yosemite bra, it is so comfortable and it is super, super cute. It's for medium to lower impact activities. Their joggers are amazing. They're super versatile, very comfortable. I really like them because their stuff just truly fits so great. It's so comfortable. It feels good on my body. If I work out in it, and then you know those days when you stay in your workout clothes all day long, maybe that's just me. And by dinner time, I'm like, oh, I haven't changed yet. But when that happens, I'm so comfortable the whole day because they're so soft. They are like the best clothes, high quality. The colors haven't faded as I've washed them. They haven't like gotten all stretched out or weird like some brands do. So they are just my favorite. If you go to their site, you get 20% off your first purchase. You just go to viori.com slash simple. So that is again, viori, V-U-O-R-I.com slash simple. And that gives you 20% off. And I promise you they're worth it. I have their joggers. My husband is obsessed with their exercise shorts and I really love their sports bras. So you will not be disappointed. All right, let's get into the show. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So let's talk about this cycle of nutrition and exercise and body image and how they really do all affect each other. So if you have a poor relationship with food, chances are you will see exercise as a way to make up for your food. And that is a negative connection because you're not seeing exercise as a way to make you stronger. If you have a poor relationship with your body image, chances are you will mentally beat yourself up and then you will use exercise as a punishment to fix yourself and food will also be part of that punishment to avoid because in your mind, food is the main reason you got there. When I was explaining it and what I want you to understand is oftentimes when you have a poor relationship with food, it makes you have a negative relationship with exercise because you're always trying to fix it. And then you see yourself poorly and then it perpetuates the poor relationship with food. Maybe you're starting at poor body image of yourself and self-esteem and then you'll say, that's it, I'm going to avoid food to fix it. So then it creates a poor relationship with food and then it connects to exercise where you look at exercise as another way of, I'm, I, you know, overate, I look bad, so now I'm going to do extra cardio or I'm going to only do this type of workout because I read in a magazine that it worked to help lose stomach fat, something crazy like that, because you know they put that stuff in magazines. (laughs) And I'm like, what? You can target stomach fat like that. But 
we read that and then all of a sudden we're doing an exercise we hate simply because some someone told us along the way that that was the only way to lose stomach fat. So it truly is this terrible cycle. And when you start to see one of them in a more positive light, it helps you start to see the other two in a more positive light, which is what I kind of want to point out today. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to take a step back and think, when I think about food, does that create any negative feelings? When I think about my body image or my self-esteem or the way I look, does that create negative feelings? When I think about exercise, do I dread it? Does that create negative feelings? And that might mean that we are focusing on the negativity or what we shouldn't do. So if you think about most diets, literally, basically any mainstream diet on the market, what you'll hear is, okay, do this diet and you don't eat this or none of this, no sugar, no fat, no carbs, no this, you know, and they're cutting out full things. Now, these diets aren't bad in their own. I'm not actually against many diets because I see the beauty in them in some ways, but I see how we entrench ourselves in the no, 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 don't, don't, don't. And then we start to demonize things and we can't see it in moderation. So yes, while some of them can be successful, it doesn't always mean it helps you long term with your relationship with food. I want you to think back. Remember when I had Devin on the show from Transforming Toddlers? And she talked a lot about how with kids, we often tell them no and don't a lot. And instead, she explained that actually doesn't help their psyche. It doesn't help them develop. We should focus on pointing out what we want them to do. And even if you go on her Instagram handle, it's called Transforming Toddlers, she does tons of examples over and over again of how we'll say, like, don't go in the street. And instead, she'll give positive reinforcement of saying the same thing without having to be negative. Like she'll say, did you see that car coming? You know what I mean? And have the kid be aware. So when I had that experience, when I had her on, I've kind of been thinking about that too. Like how often do I focus on the don't and the no instead of like how can we rephrase things and focus on the positive side of it? And that also connected in with my thought process in this whole thing when I was talking to the youth this week because I thought I want them to learn to focus on the positive rather than to focus on the don't, avoid, no, scarcity, whatever, all of those words that can create stress. So even as I said those words, I want you to think right now when I say don't, no, avoid, how do you feel? Instantly, I bet your stress goes up a little bit. Your anxiety feels, you know, a little bit higher. And that is the connection with those words, which is what we tend to focus on when it comes to nutrition. So now let's break down each one of those in the cycle, nutrition, exercise, and body image. And let's think about, are you focusing on the positive in those areas or are you truly focusing on the negative aspect of those areas? So first, let's do nutrition. I want you to ask yourself these questions. Do you see food as fuel? Do you see it as the ability eating food gives you to walk, run, play with your kids, cook, dance, do all the things that you do? Do you see food as fuel to do all the things you do, to blink your eyes, to pump your lungs, to get out of bed, to bend over and pick something up? Or do you see food as something to avoid, something to help you while you're avoiding it will make it so you lose weight, something that is avoidable because that's the only way you're going to meet your goals or food hinders your ability to meet your goals? Do you feel guilt and shame connected to food? 
Do you see how one breeds very positive thoughts, the top one? When I talked about like everything it does for us and the bottom, it makes you feel kind of like negative inside. Which one are you? Next, I want you to think about workouts. Do you see workouts as a way to be more functional, to be stronger, to do daily activities, to feel good in your body, to honestly feel amazing? Because you know when you do something hard physically, you're like, I am such a bad A. That was amazing. Do you feel that way about workouts? Or do you see them as only a means for fat loss, only a means to fit into a smaller size clothes, only a way to change everything you don't like about yourself? Which one of those thought processes feels better to you? Let's go into body image. Does your body image affect your ability to socialize, spend time with friends or family, or even talk to new people? Do you avoid social activities because you're like, uncomfortable in your skin or you're worried that people will judge the way you look rather than the content of your character, I'm going to give you some stats real quickly with body image because I think it's really important to understand the magnitude of how we view ourselves and what is happening in the world right now. Research has shown that around 50% of young 13-year-old American girls reported being unhappy in their bodies. 50% of 13-year-olds. This number grew to nearly 80% by the time those girls reached the age of 17. A 2009 study showed that self-esteem for girls peaks at 11, and then it starts to go down. Nearly 70% of adult women report withdrawing from activities due to their body image. Due to the way they think they look, they won't do things that they love. So do you focus on those things or do you recognize, I'm lucky to have a body. I'm lucky that I can walk. How lucky am I that I can exercise or that I can move, that I can get in the car, that I can have children? I understand that There are a lot of hard pieces of being a female and being a woman, and there is a lot of double standard. Trust me, I get it just as much as anybody. And while I think it's unfair, I still think we have control to focus on a more positive light of things and try to avoid some of those negative aspects that are creating that negative self-esteem and being aware that it's affecting our body image. So now that I've given you those two contrasting, you know, thought processes about nutrition, exercise, and body image, let's talk about what we should focus on. So as I mentioned, when I point out things that are negative, it tends to raise stress. It tends to raise anxiety. It tends to make you feel like a failure. It creates shame. But when I point out things that are positive, it tends to make people feel empowered, powerful, strong, confident, and to believe in themselves. So we really want to focus on looking at things in a positive way. So I'm going to give you some really simple ideas of how to look at nutrition positively, exercise positively, and body image positively. And I know some of these For some of you might be rudimentary, but the truth is I will have women come to me for clients and they have tracked macros like, I don't know, I feel what feels like their whole life. And I'm listening to their language and I'm like, oh, okay, so we need to stop tracking and we need to go back to the basics and we need you to simply view food differently than how you're viewing it. So I understand that some listeners might be very advanced in their understanding of food. It's still the negative connection. You can have a negative connection tracking macros. You can have a positive connection tracking macros. You can have a negative connection even while doing a diet. You can have a positive connection. You can have a negative or positive connection even while maintaining doing nothing. 
but still the way you view food. So truly, this is for everybody. And it even links to, like I said, we're going to talk about that for workouts and for body image. So first, let's get into food. If you are struggling with your relationship with food, if you see food negatively, if you feel like you're beating yourself up all the time over your food choices, then I need you to take a step back because you are too entrenched. I need you to take a step back, even if you're tracking. I want you to back off and I want you to stop thinking and focusing on all the foods you can't or shouldn't have. So if you're thinking on, you know, whatever you're doing, oh, I can't eat chips. I hate that I love chips. I can't eat cake. I can't do all these things. I want you to stop thinking about that. Stop thinking about all the foods that you should not have, that you have crossed off in your mind as no-nos. Stop the no-no list, okay? Just get it out of your mind. I want you to now take an entire week And instead of focusing on all the foods to avoid, I want you to take a week and I want you to look at all the foods you should add in because you love them. So let me explain how I did this with the girls when I had that meeting with my youth group. So I gave them a list of, I first explained what proteins, fats, and carbs are. I then explained how each one helps you, how fat helps you. It helps build your membranes. It has fat-soluble vitamins in it. It helps our hormones. It's a major hormone whisperer. Fat is good for us. I then talked about carbs. Carbs are literally, they're the basics, you know, staff of our energy. They really help us run and jump and do all those things better because they are the fastest broken down, which gives us energy, which makes us feel good. I then explained protein. Protein helps our hair, our skin, our nails. It helps our bones grow. It helps us to be able to develop better. It helps us build muscle. So all of the macronutrients have pros, have very positive things that we can focus on. So what I want you to do if you're someone who's tending to focus on no, 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 I want you to print off a list that is breaking down some healthy foods, just like, you know, whole foods into proteins, fats, and carbs. So that's what I did for these girls. I do this for my clients as well. So when they sign up with me, they get the first thing they do is they get a food chart where it breaks down foods by proteins, fats, and carbs. So they can see all of these categories have fantastic foods in them, things that we all should be eating on a regular basis. And when they can see that list, it helps them be like, oh, okay, these are good things in all categories. No macro is a demon. No macro is bad on its own. Like when I said this to the girls, they were like, fruits are carb, vegetables are carbs. And I was like, yes, and think how good those are for you. They are fantastic for you. And so I had them, you know, look at this list and I want you, you can get online. I might add one in the notes. It's a little different because I use it in my program, but I think I can add some ideas in the show notes for like some really good ones that I've seen online, or I might just add my own, but you can check the show notes for that, but I'll add a list. And then I want you to take that list and I want you to circle all the things you love. Not the foods you don't like. If you don't like mushrooms, don't circle mushrooms. Okay, I like mushrooms. I would circle mushrooms. I want you to go through each category in proteins, fats, and carbs, and you are going to circle every single food that you like, that you enjoy eating. And all I want you to do is focus on eating more of them. Focus on the foods that you love and put more of them in your body. I know this might seem like a simple concept, but it's shifting instead of focusing on no, 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 let's not eat this food. Instead, we're saying yes, yes, less. Let's eat more of this food because A, I love this food, and B, it's on all the different categories, proteins, fats, and carbs, and it's going to make me stronger, and I already like it. So I'm going to eat more of the foods I circled. 
I know it seems rudimentary, but I promise it shifts your mind around being able to see, oh, I'm going to eat more foods I love, all the ones I circled. You might be thinking, well, what about the foods that aren't on the list? Because I literally had a little girl raise her hand and she's like, what about chips? Chips aren't on this list. (laughs) And I was like, you're right. They're not on this list. All that means if anything that is not on this list broken down whole foods by proteins, fats, and carbs, all that means is you eat that in moderation. End of story. I didn't tell them to avoid it. I didn't tell them it was bad. I didn't say anything. I said, you eat it in moderation. It just means that the foods you circled on this list, you eat more and more and more and more of those. And things that are not on this list, you eat in moderation. You eat sometimes when you're like, oh, I want this snack. But it may not mean that you eat it at every meal because you want to eat the things you love that you circled. So it didn't come out negatively, and it didn't ban those foods, and it didn't make people feel like criminals for wanting to eat a brownie because, let's be honest, sometimes in the fitness and health industry, you feel that way. You feel like, oh, my gosh, if I eat a brownie and people knew I ate a brownie, they would tell me I'm super unhealthy and I'm, you know, and then you feel the shame and guilt. No. I personally do not believe in that because I can tell you right now, I definitely put a brownie in this mouth, okay? (laughs) No problem doing it. It just varies. Now, if you have a food sensitivity, an autoimmune, a gut health you know, issue, that is a different situation for the foods I'm talking about in moderation. That is where you have to tailor this for you. And if there's foods that literally are causing you issues, yeah, you want to cut those out. That makes complete sense. But if you're someone who just in general has labeled you know, so many things as no-nos, you might want to instead focus on, let me eat more of the things I circled, more of these whole foods, and anything that's not on this list, just focus on having them in moderation. So I do want to make that clear. I do understand there are different circumstances for, you know, sensitivities, gut health, hormone issues, autoimmune, but in general, this is in general guideline to focus on more of the circled and less, you know, moderation. I shouldn't even say less, moderation of the foods not listed. Now, I know this is a simple concept, but those little teenagers left my house not with lists of things to avoid, but with lists of things to eat, which made them not feel discouraged, which made them feel like, I got this health thing. I can do this. I like apples. I can eat more apples. I like chicken. I can eat more chicken. And it was positive. And that's what I want you to see. So if you have that negative relationship with food, I want you to think about how you can make it positive by focusing on all the things you should have instead of what you shouldn't have. Now, even if you're macro tracking, if you're counting, you can still even do this. You can take your macros and you can think about what foods do I love in each macro group, protein, fats, and carbs, and how can I just focus on adding more of those into my food? So instead of focusing on I can't have something, focus on I really love peaches. I'm going to add a peach to my, you know, my food intake and focus that way on the things you want to add in because they're healthy to fill your numbers instead of focusing on the avoidance of certain things. That will help shift even in macro tracking. It will help shift you and help you focus on the positive. And while, yes, if you are tracking macros, you can't, you know, if you love peaches, you can't only eat peaches. Like, then that only makes you have only carbs and then it goes too high. But instead look at it as like, oh, I ate the foods I like that filled my carbs. Now I need to eat some of the foods I like that fill my protein, some of the foods I like that fill my fat. I hope that makes sense. It's just a different way of viewing it. So as you think this week about, you know, how to focus on all the foods that you can add and the foods you love and eating more of those, 
Along with that, I want you to repeat to yourself over and over again, if you think you might have a poor relationship with food, I want you to tell yourself over and over again that food is my ally. Food is fuel. I said that on the podcast interview that I was on 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 Ashley's podcast, Ashley Horner, and I said, people forget food is their ally. Food is actually what gets them to their goals, the right, you know, foods and having enough foods. Food is actually what fuels muscle. It helps you reach your goals And it is not done by avoiding it because avoiding it over time backfires. So that is why it actually is your ally. We think food is the enemy, but it's not. It's the way we're using food in our lives. So as you do this, that's what I want you to tell yourself over and over again. Food is my ally. Food is fuel. Food is not my enemy. And let me lastly say about food, the rest of your life, people are going to tell you, and again, I'm not talking about people who have actual gut health or immune issues or sensitivities that way, just in general, people are going to tell you they're going to shame you for having sugar or this or that. And I can be honest and I can say to you, and I mean this from the very bottom of my heart, no food will ever be as bad for you as a negative relationship with the food you are creating. That is so much more unhealthy for you. I'm going to say it again. No food will ever be as bad for you as the negative relationship with food you're creating. I promise you when I say I believe in moderation, I do. I live it. I teach it to my clients. And I have lived without moderation. And boy, was my life hard. I was so hard on myself. And I was mean to myself. And I had a harder time in my relationships. And if I'm honest... The version of me now compared to my 20s when I lived that all or nothing lifestyle, when I banned foods, when I focused on what I couldn't have, when I thought I'll eat as little as possible to be in shape, that girl, she doesn't feel at all as good as I do now. And she doesn't look as good as I do now because I am more balanced. There is no extreme in me. And honestly, I'm not scared to pop in a little holiday Reese's cup every day because I like them. And exercise to me is a beautiful thing that makes us stronger. That's what I want you to think about. Don't forget that as you think about your food this week and adding those in. So let's talk about exercise now. Often with exercise, we tend to focus on how can exercise fix the way we look? How can exercise fix what we ate? Instead, I want you to think this week, what is my soulmate workout? What makes me happy? What makes me feel good? And some of you might be saying, oh, I don't, I don't have one of those. I don't have one that feels good. Yes, you do. You just haven't found it yet. It just means that you've been trying to do the same thing. It means that someone told you once upon a time, the way you get in shape is running. Maybe you don't like running. Now, for my runners, by all means, keep running. If you love running, run. But that doesn't mean it's for everybody. I am not a runner. I used to run and I used to enjoy it. But even when I played sports in high school and college, I was quick with sprints, but I didn't like the endurance running. In fact, I joked in my coach, I had a coach in college where she would tease me that I wogged like when we were warming up, which was a mix of a walk and a jog. It wasn't even a jog, but I enjoyed the sprinting. So I played defense and I love sprinting fast to do things. And I was quick that way, but I didn't love the endurance running. Now, if the rest of my life I thought the only way for me to exercise is running, that would be bad for me because it's not my soulmate workout. For someone else who feels passionate about running, 
perfect. That's perfect for you. For me, I had to dabble around. I had to try other things. I had to try yoga. I had to try Pilates. I had to try a spin class. I had to get in the lifting. I had to try kickboxing. And for me, my soulmate workout is kickboxing. It is mentally so enjoyable for me. I also lift weights because I love the way it makes me feel. So those two things together for me are mentally make me stronger and physically make me stronger. So if you haven't found a workout that you feel connected to, it just means you need to keep looking. It means you need to look up classes. You need to look up YouTube videos. You need to try different things. You need to not be scared what people think. You can do it in your living room now. There's so many videos online if you want to try different styles of hit or this or that. But those endorphins are real. And so I want you to just keep looking and find that soulmate workout. And then every time you work out, even if you're someone who loves, you know, your workouts and you enjoy them, every time you work out, if you feel like, oh, I have to work out extra because I ate bad last night or I ate this last night or I shouldn't have done this. I need you to not think that. Remember, food is fuel. When you start your workout, I want you to repeat to yourself all week long, I am working out because it makes me feel awesome. It makes me powerful. And it doesn't matter if those other thoughts are in the back of your mind. You are going to repeat that over and over to yourself because it is going to create a positive connection with exercise. And once that positive connection with exercise is truly built and ingrained in your brain, you will never want to live without it. Like I can tell you, my worst nightmare would be not to be able to exercise because it makes me feel good. And it's something I do for myself. So Just repeat that over and over again in your head for exercise this week. That's how you're going to change from a negative mindset to a positive. I exercise because it makes me feel good and it makes me powerful. And keep going. All right, so let's sum it up with body image. How can we change and focus and make our body image more positive instead of focusing on the negative? So a couple of these I have suggested before, but I am going to come in and bang the pots and pans again on some of them because I will never stop preaching them. First, unfollow anyone that makes you feel less than, that makes you feel inadequate. That could mean me. I don't even care. That's totally fine. I care about you. So go through your social media and unfollow anyone that makes you feel less than, that creates negative thoughts. Be aware of your friends and your family. Maybe if you are surrounding yourself with people who are always talking about body, talking about food, talking about fitness, and maybe you're not in a positive relationship with those things yet, and so it might be negatively impacting you, you might need to distance yourself from them. Or... You simply need to learn to change the subject. As soon as someone brings something up that is starting to make you feel negative, uncomfortable, less than, whatever it is, you need to have in your mind a couple phrases that you can ask every time to change the subject. Instantly, how's Sarah doing in her soccer? Oh, guess what Tom did today? Whatever it is, before you go and meet that person, that friend, that family member who tends to talk about stuff that makes you feel negative or makes you view, even if you're viewing it, viewing food, and exercise and body image poorly, you got to have some questions in the back of your mind that you're going to ask to instantly change the subject. And if that person keeps pulling that subject back in like a broken record, then you need to simply say, I don't actually want to talk about this. Let's talk about something else. And just leave it at that. Just leave it at that. Sometimes we're scared to say stuff like that. And 
And we shouldn't be because we have to protect our psyche. We have to protect our positive thoughts and our negative thoughts. So come with you know, questions or be prepared to say, I don't really want to talk about this and move on because sometimes we can't distance ourselves from people who create some of those negative atmospheres, but we can help control the situation when we're in it based on our words. Okay, so what about your thoughts? If you are having negative thoughts, research shows that you need to replace that negative thought with five positive thoughts. That's the only way it can outdo each other. So it's not like a one in one because then negativity wins. So you have to, if you think something negative about yourself, if you think, I don't want to, I have to exercise now because um, I ate a cookie yesterday. Nope. You're going to list five reasons why exercise makes you feel good. Exercise actually relieves endorphins. I actually like the way I feel after I'm done. I really like this one exercise move, whatever it is. And obviously that's for any aspect of life. If you are thinking negative things about food, exercise, body image, yourself, your kids, your life, whatever it is, negative thoughts, I want you to focus this week on kicking them out and saying five positive things right away and pay attention to how you feel. I bet you're going to feel better about yourself. I think that matters. My husband teases me because I am like a, a verbal talker. So sometimes I'll be doing something and I'll feel stressed. <laughs> I'm going to show my crazy card right now. I will start talking to myself out loud. And Paul's like, oh, geez, here she goes again. <laughs> but I will be like, Andrea, you are doing such a good job. You are killing it. You are awesome. Keep going. You're doing a good job. And I know that sounds silly, but hearing it verbally instantly calms my heart. It calms my stress. Whatever the situation is, if I have too much on my plate, I will tell myself, you are doing such a good job. If I feel like I'm having a hard time being a mom, because you know, we, we all can be critical of ourselves when it comes to our abilities to mother, but let's be honest, none of us have been down this road before, so there's no roadmap. I will say, you are killing it. You're doing a good job. You care. You're doing great. Keep going. And I will literally say it verbally. So I want you to do the same thing. When you start to think negative things, say, Andrea said to talk to myself out loud. <laughs> and I want you to do it, okay? Promise me you're going to do it. Along with those thoughts, I want you to remember to stop shooting on yourself like we talked about a few weeks. Stop saying, I should be this. I should be this. Don't think about those things. Focus on what you would like to be because that puts you in problem solving. And something else I want you to think about is, which we also talked about a couple weeks ago, is wearing clothes that fit you and making sure you're comfortable in what you're wearing. I will have clients sign up with me and they will send me their before photos. And I'm like, sister, that doesn't fit you. And I bet that's really uncomfortable because I know when I wear clothes that are too small for me, I feel so uncomfortable. And we are like convinced that if we stay in this size, that we'll be the size. And that is just nonsense. Get some clothes that feel good and loose and comfortable. And you will be amazed at how much it helps your body image and your self-esteem and the way you feel instantly. It's probably why I live my life in joggers <laughs> instead of jeans. I love jeans. They're high-waisted. They're comfy, but not as comfy as joggers. I feel better about myself in joggers. So make sure that you are doing things, you know, you are saying things, you are aware of your thoughts, you are wearing things that are comfortable on you because all of that is going to affect your body image. I do feel like as a society, we are getting better at recognizing what's not real and what's real, but I do feel like we still have some work to go on there. I do I do think it's gotten a lot better in the last 10 years, like where people are realizing like a lot of stuff is staged, a lot of stuff is fake, a lot of stuff is photoshopped. And that does help. 
But I think just remembering that and remembering that we need to be careful what we are letting into our sphere that feels negative and we don't have to do everything just like everybody else if something feels negative. So even be aware of your media and like I said, unfollow people that make you uncomfortable. I do think that is a big key. I hope the way that I explain this makes sense. I truly believe this is a cycle between nutrition, exercise, and body image. And if we get in that negative cycle, it is draining, it is exhausting, it is bitter, it is lonely, and it is discouraging. If we can get in a positive cycle with food and nutrition and body image, I think you can actually reach your goals. If I can get people to focus on all the good and the non-scale victories and the powerful things and the things that like they love and those things, everything falls into place. People will naturally hit their goals and they will see more success if they can focus on the positive. And I really do believe that because even when they have trip ups, oh, I didn't hit my macros this day, or I didn't eat my best this day, or I got sick this day. It won't be detrimental because they're not being negative. So it's not that I think you should always have, you know, butterflies and rainbows in your head because that's not how it works. Yeah, you're going to have days where you're not going to plan things out the way you want. And you're going to feel a little discouraged about it, but it's about not letting that negative thoughts about that day that didn't work out take over and then become a negative week, negative month. Fitness is, I I can't do fitness or like I can never eat healthy or I'm always going to look away I don't want. That's letting it take over. Instead, we've got to keep that positive thought and say, oh, today didn't work out. I was running errands and I got hungry and I forgot to pack a snack. So I stopped at a gas station. No big deal. I had in moderation. Tomorrow I'll remember to pack a snack. Moving on, wipe your hands clean and you're good to go. That's where I want you to focus. So I hope that we can recognize where we fall in that cycle of those three things and how they're affecting each other and how they're affecting our abilities to succeed. Because I can promise you Clients who I can get to focus on the positive and shake off the things that don't work out or don't focus on all the no-nos, can'ts-can'ts, you know, fix-fix, those type things, they always have more success because positivity breeds empowerment. Empowerment breeds dreams. And that is the truth. I want you to know, as always, you are doing better than you think you are. And we'll chat next week.